0: So that said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode.
1: Hello, this is Krista Varrova. Today we have with us Ivo Brugmans, who is connecting with us all the way from Belgium. Ivo is a philosopher, political scientist, and management consultant. Welcome, Ivo. So great to have you with us today.
2: Thank you for having me
1: i was so maybe to set the context let's start with a little bit with your story how you ended up going into management consulting and then becoming an author and lecturer and uh, working with companies around the world
2: yeah well it is um uh, i studied philosophy a long time ago let's say but uh, the um but it's also the paradox in myself that philosophy that is very high level, very reflective, and I also want to do something practical. I studied afterwards political science uh, and I want to be a journalist, but anyway, I was interested also in business in making things real so um I started in 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 consulting who was well quite a different world right? because as a philosopher, you think about the the big questions in the uh, in uh, in in life. And also, as a consultant, you're dealing with complex issues, but also well, to solve them and eh, to get to a result while philosophers are quite open, asking more the questions while the consultants uh, going to the solution. So I did that. I worked twenty five years in uh, in uh, for an um, international consulting firm. Uh, I very much liked it. I was a very what they call here in the in Belgium and the Netherlands a very blue consultant. that means uh, one with the five step implementation plans, with the spreadsheets, with the with all kind of um, um, PowerPoint presentations, et cetera. And that is also one side of me. But the other side of me is also, well, um, not not creating change by by having these beautiful plans, but 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 like Socrates uh, asking the right questions. And anyway, <clears throat> I I was triggered by this topic of paradoxes. That is, I think my my core mission to to do in this uh, world and in this life. I was from a very early age because your Confronted that you're, you have very different sides of yourself. You, sometimes I'm. If I do one test, I'm an extreme extrovert. Do I, another test, I'm an extreme introvert. And 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 both is true. So the question is, who who are you really? Huh? And and also in my upbringing, my mother was Dutch and my father was Belgian. They met in Paris, and they. It's well. It sounds like they speak the same language. That's, but they come from different cultures, and it's only well, it's a, a very small here in Europe. It's fifty kilometers, fifty miles up uh, north, and you're in in, in Holland, and uh, fifty miles uh, down, you're uh, in Brussels or in the in the French-speaking part. So anyway, it is in this in this coming together of different cultures, and uh, that that my interest is raised in this this paradoxical question. But anyway, I, I wrote my thesis on logical paradoxes in, in, in philosophy long time ago, and it rested for 25 years. But then, then it became, well, let's say 10 years ago or more, more than 10 years ago, um, I was it, 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 it came up again because I was traveling a lot for my work and um, asking myself, uh, how can you bring together sustainability with growth eh? because everyone want to grow your economy want to grow you want to grow as a person but also you want to in fact minimize your footprint and but that is a kind of yeah dilemma and how to deal with that and and i was thinking is it only a dilemma and do or is there all also kind of compromise in between or is there a both end solution something that you can grow in limitless but also uh, 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 protect the planet. In fact, it can can be both. That was one of the questions that I start writing about it, and also in my in my job as a consultant, I was very much confronted with um, yeah the the movements that organizations make from centralized to decentralized uh, back again to, to 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 centralized, and and asking myself is this a very Sustainable way of of changing, of developing, or is are there other ways? So these are my points of interest to 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 start writing about this uh, this uh, this this topic. And uh, while well, my first book was published in 2013, ten year, exactly ten years ago, it was in Dutch. Uh, but anyway, now after one year, well, it was uh, it was discounted. No one wanted to read it, etc. But I, I believe very much in the matter and. While I did my consulting work uh, as as my 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 uh, um, my first uh, job, uh, but then four years later I wrote another book because Paradoxical Leadership, because I very very much believed in it and I think well it, this is this will contribute not only to a better world but also to better performing organizations more innovative organizations. And then in 2016, 17, well, it started to fly the idea because the time was ready, the time was ripe at that moment. And because the uncertainty in the world and the polarization has also augmented and, and there it is really trying to find an answer for it. So anyway, um, uh, it, I, I got so much, so many questions from organizations uh, to talk about this topic so it became my my primary work and I, I tried to, to combine it with my consultancy job but anyway i started in 2018 uh, well this is my full time job now to give lectures on this lectures workshops trainings on this on this subject so but i really think well this is this is the thing i am um, i getting very enthusiastic about it so uh, finding my uh, my right track in that um,
1: I'm so glad that everything came kind of everything connected your work in philosophy and then your management consulting work working with organizations and now none of it went to waste all those experiences now you can utilize.
2: Absolutely and that is very very correct that you say because sometimes I say well why was I not start, why, why haven't I start earlier with, with 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 doing this? But anyway, I needed I needed this, in fact, to build to build further on on this because I needed these 25 years of, of 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 hands-on consulting work, to really uh, be able to reflect on it and to to propose other things, and it gives me also the credibility with with, with boards and and. Uh, to, because I've been in the trade and I know how organizations are run. And that 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 makes a big difference.
1: Very true. And I think also your story of how you published the first book and it wasn't popular. And then you published another book. You did not give up. You published another book. And then with that book, you got momentum going and could start your own business and do your life's work now. And it just shows how important it is not to stop. I, for example, myself published more than 20 books. So I know what it feels like. And I think that it's just such a great story. So just to highlight a little more details for people, because I think it will give people hope, especially people who already published one book and it wasn't popular. And and the thing is that one thing I want to mention here for everyone listening, that your book can be absolutely exceptional and it will not be viewed for years and years and years. Maybe not even in your lifetime, because, for example, my best book, I believe the best work, is actually the book I was looking at the sales yesterday of the books.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, the books that is sold the least. So it actually, yeah. it, there are so many things going into it: the name of the book, the the title, and so on. So maybe you could give us a little more of a, of the details on kind of what was your experience writing that second book publishing it, and then what happened? Did people started writing to you, how did it work that you decided to leave consulting? Yeah,
2: well, and it's really true. Eh? it is not giving up. and it, but in fact, it's a very intrinsical motivation. I feel this is the thing I have to do. Whatever price, whatever obstacle to do, I want to realize this because I think, this will make the world better. And well, I, I I don't need it financially to write books or to do it anyway, but, but it, it is something that I it's a drive from, from from within. But then also it's the timing is 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 crucial. Uh, if, you, if you publish something that is brilliant, because I was I worked hard and hard on this first book, and it was the best book ever written. <laughs> you, you know the feeling. Um, uh, I took two sabbaticals, one of nine months, and then afterwards, nine, after nine months, I found a a, a a publisher. and then I rewrote it completely because it was uh, un- unreadable uh, to make it uh, to 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 adapt it to the public. Anyway, the time the time that, and that helped me because that built my basis on understanding this matter. Um, but then um, only four or five years later, then the time the time was 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 right because you saw organizations more and more struggling with the fact that straightforward solutions didn't work anymore that it is more kind like navigating and balancing and how to do that because you can be quite philosophical about it but what i want to do also in my book is is also the link between the philosopher and the consultant, give people another glasses to look at the world. That's one, one thing, another perception. But on the other hand, also give quite practical tools so that they can apply it tomorrow in their in, in their work without being too instrumental, but also without being too philosophical in that sense. But anyway, that worked very well, because there are um, my... And, and the reason, well, I, I published First three books in in Dutch, and then I now I've, I've uh, published my book in uh, with the University of Toronto Press, and um, and it was interesting because it's well, it's it's not so frequent that as a European you you can enter the U.S. or the North American market because but my publisher said well. What makes the book unique is that uh, it is about complexity and how to deal with complexity. and everyone is is finding ways to deal with this complexity on the one hand. but there are there is not so much written about it. There is nearly nothing written about it to make it also tangible and concrete. and 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 therefore, um, yeah, I think it's a universal theme, eh? if you're where where you are in the world, everyone deals with tensions and polarities and dilemmas. And, and and my my lectures are also, if I, uh, sometimes I have mayors of, of cities. Sometimes I have uh, surgeons, brain surgeons. Sometimes I have uh, um, uh, board members and sometimes I have nurses. So it's, it's a very, very, or, or police officers. Everyone in their profession deals with tensions in, in, in different, Um, uh, different values that are competing and they well they try to make a choice in it but anyway it's to see how to bring them together if you're a nurse for example you have to be efficient on one one side because you have only five minutes for each patient but on the other hand you want to take personal care you have to have personal attention etc for a police uh, officer it's also yes you have to 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 garden the, the the rules and to make uh, the the world safe, but on the other hand, um, you don't want to escalate things. So how 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 are you dealing constantly with this uh, with with these tensions? And and you need both, in fact, to to have a, a, a sustainable solution.
1: That is very true. ivor and in at the beginning of your latest book. You have this quote, when trying to outline the identity, people often make a grocery list of common traits. That's a mistake. They would fare much better if they made a list of common conflicts and dilemmas. And that was a quote from Yuval Noah Harari. I was mm-hmm. wondering if you could if you would be comfortable to share some conflicts and dilemmas that you saw in your own identity or in yourself that helped you outline your identity as an example for our listeners.
2: Yeah, um, well, like I say, uh, my vision of myself is that I'm, uh, what you say, a kind of... um, uh, uh, a bin full of contradictions, in fact, huh? and 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 it is um, in in when you're an ado- adolescent that is very confusing because you're looking at your identity. Well, when I was an adolescent, one one day I was a hippie, the next day I was a a, a, a punk rocker. And the third day I, I walked with, uh, with, uh, with a tie. And so the question is, yeah, who, who is the real evil in this? Uh, and that is can, if you're in an adolescent phase, this is quite confusing. But later you, you understand that these different aspects of yourself, that's also a, a, a strength in fact, eh, because you can switch between being very practical and very, very conceptual. Um, so y- there are there are you're full of contradictions, but there are contradictions that you manage without any problem. Eh? Uh, uh, before for example, between with me is that um, between activity and rest. Well, I feel when when it's time, I, I work very hard, but I feel when it's time to rest. so it's the natural flow. It's no problem. But my issue is also uh, the tension between control and working together with others. For example, um, yes, I, I, everything. I, I like to have it uh, very controlled. Have it, it my way, etc. That that makes it that that's an advantage because then you uh, you you really know what you're getting. But on the other hand, if you want to um, amplify your message, if you want to, uh, to 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 broaden your scope, it's not only you. You want to have others working with uh, w- with you, and that is also the tension. Okay, what, what is then what what do you want to set as a, as as a basis, or what do you what what, what autonomy do you give uh, people and that is well I, I i see it in my in my training in my workshop that that is often for managers a big challenge eh? control and letting go control and giving autonomy or and and that's also in my uh, my uh, my life and and that's also a little bit in the um in the philosopher and the consultant, eh? the consultant wants to get to a result and, and, the, and the philosopher wants to get it open and, and ask more questions and diverge, et cetera. So I've always this tension between, okay, let's opening up, like, let's explore, but then when you go back to something concrete and something tangible. So these are some dilemmas I, I I still struggle with it because it's it's not uh, it's and it's okay that you struggle with it, uh, but you need to be aware of it because uh, um, you know when you're in one side or you're in another side, and some sometimes you go from one extreme to the other. Huh? I can be, for example, uh, very patient, very patient, very patient, and then start very being very impatient. Uh, then is uh, you go too far in one side, you have to correct it to go too far in another side uh, uh, and 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 that may be a mismatch then you 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 want you want to have better balance in that
1: that is very true and i think that is a great place for us to share the metaphor of the bus the work yeah. of italian psychiatrist and psychotherapist roberto assaggioli if you could share that story
2: yeah well that the, the question that you ask yourself as a philosopher is, all right, if you are all these contradictions, who are you really then? Is there something, a real evil hidden somewhere below layers of education, of socialization, et cetera? Is there a real one? But I don't think there is a real one. I think we are these contradictions. But that's also not very satisf- satisfying to say, well, you're all this because then then you're nothing. Who are you really? And then I use this this beautiful um, metaphor of uh, of the bus. You're not one person, but you're well, let's say well a whole bunch of uh, of, of people um, sub personalities who sit in a bus, and and there is one at the steering wheel and there uh, just behind the driver there are um, yeah there are some sub personalities you very well know eh? these are the sub personal like uh, okay you need to, the action action man comes forward or you want you, set, uh, you you want more in a reflective mode these are roles that you can master but anyway also behind in, well, let's say at a, at, a, at very at the end of the bus there are well Persons in this bus you really don't want to see, and these are your shadow sides. These are things that you want to put as far as possible away. But anyway, you can't. The more you push them away, the the more they become angry, and they become uh, they become um, they want to go to the forefront. And it happens sometimes if you're uh, uh, sometimes if. Give me an example of my own life. Um, sometimes in, in the past, when I went on holiday with my family, the, the, the third or the fourth day of my holiday, I was a very, very bad tempered, very bad tempered, for a, a little bit toxic for my environment. And I asked myself, yeah, well, why is it? Well, this horrible. I'm, I'm with my family on the only occasion this year to be together and i'm so horribly uh, bad tempered um and i thought well it's the environment it's uh, it's the country it's the people uh, etc but next next year we went to another place and i got the same thing in the third fourth day of the of my holiday and then i thought well it's i think it's not it would not be i think it's not a the environment—it's—it's it's myself, and—and and it's my polarity, in fact, because at the back of the bus there is this person that has that—that that I push away. That is—that is the the person who is um, really want to set his clear boundaries, but in a very aggressive way, because I put him put him at the at the at the end of the bus and if i would be more let's say have a better balance between like, on the on on the one hand let's say pleasing people or being very nice to people or be very helpful and on the other side having clear boundaries etc then i would not have that that would not have that impact in my life but then they're at the end of the bus, and you can't control it. In fact, because it's something that pops up, it's an emotion that 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 pops up just at the moment that it 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 is it is. <laughs> you 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 cannot allow it to be there. Um, and in fact, you're not in fact the director of this bus. You're not saying, okay, who is going out to the to the front stage? Who is going out to the driver's seat? Um, in fact, you are the observer of the bus you know okay right okay who is now at the steering wheel okay oh that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's one aspect of myself being aware and taking also the responsibility for that that is um i think the the, the key the key message of that of that uh, of that metaphor because it goes on and on these changes of 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 subpersonalities, but it is often a very unconscious process and we blame the environment that this of this happens but it is something inside you that is triggered
1: that is very true and it's so interesting because i work i use it in my work with clients all the time i call it different parts of you and what i actually found a way to to take control of which part of you comes forward and then to strengthen the parts that you want. But it's such an interesting topic. I'm so glad that we're talking about it because it really is so powerful and can solve a lot of issues for people if they dive into this topic. So we're talking about inner world polarities. And now it's probably a good time to start thinking about, okay, but then I have a lot of polarities. How do I prioritize which polarities I should focus on? And I know that you speak about how you need to find where you experience the highest level of tension. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's speak now about so for our listeners, they now understood the importance of identifying those polarities
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then within in terms of the inner world. And then what would be the next step for them? How they prioritize which ones to focus on and then what should they do with it?
2: Yeah, well, it is a question of feeling. Uh, it is not something that you can say okay I make my priority list of of polarities Um, it is the the ones who raise the most tension and that can be tension in the sense of okay I'm I'm flip-flopping from one extreme to the other or I have two sides of myself that are not connected if I'm at holiday I'm uh, I'm laissez faire. I'm go with the flow. If I'm at work, I'm very disciplined and control the structure. And I like to have a little bit of this relax uh, th- th- that being relaxed in my work. so that that is the thing that gives you most tension. And um it is not a question of observing it from the outside. It is from feeling it from within. what 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 annoys me, in fact, what what gives me, uh, tension. <clears throat> and that is often interesting. You have to dig deeper uh, because there are some core polarities that influence all the rest in your life. And maybe there are two or three core polarities that are really you, that is really. And, and, and relating to this um, this quote of Harari in fact these are these con these conflicts I, um, uh, uh, determine more your identity than than specific values it's the tension it is the theme the theme that 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 is the that defines in fact uh, the the struggle but anyway it is going deeper for example I do a work Uh, I do always a constellation exercise. I I ask um, uh, people, they they do it in pairs and they coach each other, other to write the two polarities they struggle with on a piece of paper, to lay it down on the ground and to go to step into it and to feel what what is happening. And you see it also in the body language that people uh, express and that's different often than what they think or what they say. but it's interesting. People start with a sort of polarity. For example, I had someone who said, uh, "Well, between uh, activity and rest." Yeah, well, between uh, and well, okay, interesting. But then uh, she stood on the on, on the polar on the pole of of rest, and there, the, all kind of emotions came up. And um, that means that there is something below, and what was below was, in fact, rest is, I'm good enough as I am, and activity is, I'm good enough if I achieve something, if I'm recognized, etc. And and coming and, and recognizing this aspect of myself, oh, oh, I'm good, if, I'm good enough as I am. That is linked to rest, but rest is not. It's only the surface and it's going deeper and deeper in layers and then you come to some core polarities that influence your functioning in your work in your private life and that come in all kinds of forms and you encounter it in all kinds of dilemmas that that you face daily. So that is getting to your core polarity. Or core polarities because it's not only one; it can be two or three, but it's not uh, not ten, etc. So, uh, and then you can being aware of it. That's fifty percent of the work. Eh? Being able to name it to give it uh, to give it a name, and it is it is searching to the to the right words because it's 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 oh is it this? No, it it's something something else, and and that makes you go deeper. But then, being aware of it, then you can start also um, trying to say, okay, how can I? What are possible ways to to combine them in a, in a in a way that that fits my job? And I'm not my my book is not a plea for having a kind of uh, yin yang uh, uh, synthesis. In fact, sometimes you have to be in one pole, sometimes you have to be in the other one. It is about agility. It is about moving, being very conscious in moving from one side to the other. In some context, you need to be very um, uh, introvert. In other contexts, it's good to be very extrovert. Anyway, you can switch, but in the long term, you need to have both to have a kind of balance in your life. And then you can also look at different ways to bring them together because they don't need to come together nicely in one one kind of synthesis. It can be that, uh, for example, you are uh, very structured, but you're also very creative, that you're very structured in your work, but that you're very creative in your your spare time or in in your hobbies or whatever. So there are different ways to bring them together.
1: By the way, Ivo, is, is your name pronounced Ivo?
2: Evo, yes, yes, yes. It I want uh, to make sure
1: yes. I, I call you correctly because I said Ivo in the beginning.
2: Yeah, yeah, no problem.
1: Beautiful name. Is it short for something or is it full name?
2: No, no, it's my full name. It's full name. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, um, <laughs> yeah. Ivo, so this makes me think about situations where someone, so you mentioned that usually, let's say, two, three polarities that really drive someone's life but then let's say we see someone who is a workaholic and they work all the time and if they're not working they feel they're wasting time they should be working they lost oh my god i lost an hour i could have done so much but they're unproductive because of it because the brain is so tight we are not robots we cannot work all the time so in a situation like that do you think there's still a polarity there and the other side is just completely not paid attention to, but it's there
2: because it this is, thing definitely drives
1: yeah. someone's life
2: mm-hmm. uh, anyway. Life. I think, well, you, you this polarity you can them have in, in a different mix, you don't have to have 50 50, eh? you can have 80 20, you can have 95 5, but you can never have 100 nil because if you work, 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 work all the time then you get exhausted and if you have good a very good energy level well then you can sustain it for for a long time but the sooner or later if your energy level yeah diminishes then you got then then the the polarity comes up as a as a as a as as, as an issue eh? then then you get an issue um and so you you cannot notice it. You, you say, well, fine. I'm a workaholic. That's the way I am. I'm a workaholic myself. I work seven days a week, but I enjoy it, and 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 I I am lucky. I have enough uh, um, energy levels. But I also take into consideration my risk. If I don't do that, if I say, well, yes, and I still have to do. Yeah, um, it's too early to go to sleep. I have to do this and this because uh, tomorrow that and that. Yeah, then I know I get uh, I have to pay the price a few days a few days uh, later. But anyway, it it can be not an issue now because I don't feel it. But it can be at the long term, it can be an issue. And of course, it can also enrich yourself because you're a workaholic, workaholic, workaholic. Then often you're in the same track. You're not innovating because you're doing always. You, you you're, you're on track. You're just on in the activity, and sometimes slowing down and doing nothing is is a basis of creativity. My best ideas, my best ideas, um, are in a period that I don't have to do anything, so that I completely free, and I I don't have the pressure, and and I have to take this time off because otherwise I I only do production production production. And in it in the, in the times when I'm very in what I feel discomfort, if I'm with an issue that I can't hold my finger on it, I, I cannot solve a problem that I cannot solve, and a, a situation that is that is full of tension that's a, then i want to, I want to get rid of it as soon as possible. But staying in this discomfort, allowing this discomfort gives me the creativity to come to something else. And if I want to disregard it immediately, then, well, then I just go on the same track. But uh, just to go in and to allow this, what, what I find incredibly difficult, but there my best ideas are um, rooted in this kind of situation where you are in a complete Discomfort. You you not you don't know, and for a control freak like myself, it's terrible to not know. But uh, there you get the greatest ideas.
1: Very true. And actually, I'm thinking now in that example of a complete workaholic who really drives themselves as far as much as they can. The what com- what confirms to us that it is a polarity that there is another side is that there's usually a self correcting pendulum swing occurs. And they get sick, God forbid, or something, and they're forced not to work.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because the system always corrects itself, and it can be correcting itself very smoothly, or it can be uh, corrected itself with a big bang. And it often is sometimes with a big bang because you're thinking, Well, I'm overstretching my. Uh, my my limits, and uh, then I uh, the, the system shuts down immediately, and you don't have to say anything about it because then you're in a kind of burnout or de- even depression, because you you cannot function anymore. Your your system uh, correct itself, but not in the way you want it to sh- to, to 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 correct itself.
1: Very true. If, and so I'm thinking that for, for our listeners to have practical application of what we are talking about, when they're thinking about polarities within themselves, mm-hmm. it may be even more helpful for them to think about, okay, so what are the some most destructive things that are happening? Maybe two, three things within me that are happening.
2: Um, and then you talk about yourself, huh? because you can yes, also have it in,
1: about in the inner world. Yes.
2: The inner world. Okay. Um, well, anyway, that is that is this uh, like you said, eh, uh, flip-flopping from one side to the other, have, don't having control about aspects of your of, of your of yourself, and um, uh, yeah, getting getting also stuck in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a dilemma that is not productive. Eh? you you're getting stuck and you're giving yourself the blame because. You're, you're, you're fixed in it, and you think I need I need to solve it. I need to 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 make a choice in one way or another. But it it narrows down. In fact, if you don't look at your polarities, in the you na- you narrow down your potential, and because you all these aspects, and if you narrow down your identity to one aspect, it gives you. Clarity that gives you a clear identity, but it also narrows you down. And I expect, for example, in in my work as a consultant, I was very I was very successful in building shared service centers, and that that, that I wrote a book about that, and uh, that was my brand. And I I got I was very successful, so I identified with my brand. But then, world changed. And there was no need for that any that 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 service offering in the market anymore. but I was still identified with that not only myself but also in the outside world. So it was quite difficult to transform it to something new. So I have to let go of this shared service center, but go what is beneath, and that is the the capability to have. A, a complex business transformation, but then focus it on something else eh? and, and uh, to realize uh, digital transformation, for example, who has completely a different area, but uses the same competencies. But often you are too, too long focused on one aspect, one brand, one, and then uh, you, you um, you get stuck into that and it, it, it takes you a very long time to reinvent yourself again. Uh, so therefore, it's important uh, to be very aware that, that you can be um, very specialized in this one, but also having this broad, broad, uh, broad view on the other side so that you can switch uh, more, more, more easily and, and you don't fix yourself to one, one aspect of
1: and given your deep work on dilemmas and polarities starting from the beginning of your career, when you were writing this latest book, did you had to not include some of the things to make it broadly acceptable?
2: If Did I need to, to change things to make it broadly acceptable? Maybe
1: change things and also not include some of the things that are more difficult to understand.
2: No, no, no. I, I think, fact, in factly, it is exactly the, the the same points that I raised ten years ago. Then, I, I, of course, it, it has matured, etc. But the core messages are unchanged. But I think also the the environment has changed. Eh? It's um uh, in that sense. I speak in my book also about uh, shadow aspects. Eh? That is the aspects you don't you don't want to see. And for example, you see in the in the last five ten years uh, that these shadow aspects are more and more recognized, also valued. For example, you get books from Brené Brown about the power of vulnerability, or about Susan Cain about the power of silence eh? and or, 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 or be quiet. Uh, the the power of being introvert. These are all aspects that were 10 years ago, for example, not so much valued because you need to be strong and powerful and 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 powerful and and etc. And now you see also that in many of 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 literature literature the other side becomes more important and that uh, and, and, and and that is also allowed. And people say ah okay right these both sides they they may they have a right to exist and they have both a, a um, they have both a value and they have both an, uh, an, um, a, a, a power in itself and, and in the past it was it, this was good and this was bad eh? and and now it's more balanced so in fact. Um, uh I, I I talked about it 10 years ago also, but now you have a, 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 yeah a, a, the, the climate is, is, is different also also in organizations yeah, I worked in consultancy uh, uh, in well 10 years ago or 20 years ago it was also kind of macho world in that in in that sense uh, If I look at organizations like McKinsey uh, who are, very very result driven and if i now see for example they uh, I, w- I work with them with with their uh, African with their their uh, uh, personal development uh, uh, company it's very very spiritual it's very purpose driven it's very uh, empathic it's, it's 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 they need they 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 felt themselves that they need the other side also to to
1: to have that balance. Ivo, and so I think that our listeners now understand what to do with polarities. And I think it is easy, also relatively easy, to translate it to then to the team level and organization level. Let's be touched a little bit on dilemmas. Let's expand a little bit. We still have a few minutes left. With dilemmas, let's say, for the inner wall, kind of keeping it core, but then it's easy to expand it to organization and team. Mm Let's say someone identifies some key dilemmas they have. What do they do with it?
2: Yeah. The dilemmas, the, the dilemmas is often at the service level, uh, at the at a surface level. Eh? Um a dilemma, a simple dilemma is uh, uh, yes, do I um, um uh, after our meeting, am I going to relax with, uh, with a glass of wine or are, am I going to do my uh, my uh, my uh, duties and do my mailbox uh, office? That's, that's a beautiful dilemma. And you can do both, but not at the same time. Well, maybe. But it's interesting to see what is below it. Eh? What, what are really, what, what is this about? What is this? Ah, this is on the one side my sense of duty and responsibility, and on the other side, my, um, my need to, yeah, to to relax, to um, also this idea of being good enough as I am, uh, without any achievements, etc. So it's very interesting to see what is below that. So it's, it's, all, it's always um, a dilemma is something that you're struck in a kind of I have to choose. Uh, 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 then you go below it and see what, what, are, what are the two aspects of yourself that are often complementary. And then the, the, the next question is, is, the paradoxical question, how can I do both? How can I do my, um, the duties I have in a more relaxed way, for example? Um, so you come from a dilemma. You go below it and see what are the polarities that are the, the values that are that are conflicting that are below, and then you ask the paradoxical question: How can you combine them? But because you cannot combine them at the level of dilemma, because then it's kind of uh, yeah, splitting it in half, eh? a kind of uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, uh, you can say well. Um, uh, then you get a kind of gray compromise where, where well, that, 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 is, that is nothing of both and, and a little bit in between. So in order to come to a real both end solution, you have to go deeper, not to the, um, to the forms, to the, the concrete aspects, but to uh, in fact, the, the, the drivers that, low, that lay below and to see how to connect them.
1: That is very, very helpful. So with the just few minutes left, let's expand it a little bit. It's actually very easy to expand for our listeners even without us, but expand it to the level of team and organization. Yep. So for someone who, many of our listeners, they have a team they're managing. Many of our listeners have a large team. How would you recommend they use our conversation today to make positive changes? Yeah. Um, improving the team's performance
2: exactly uh, well, well i think it's important to to discuss also with your team what are the core tensions that you struggle with in your daily job if you're working for example with uh, teachers in a school then you ask your teachers you you have a, you, what are the, the key tensions that you struggle with and for example then a teacher the teacher you 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 just write them down and one of the core polarities can be okay right we have to stick to a collective educational plan but there are children with special needs and how do i switch between the individual needs and the collective uh, the collective achievement that i have to? if you recognize this as a core polarity of the team or of the organization, you value also people, you see people in the struggle that they have. Um, And then this this, this giving, uh, make this this polarity explicit is 50% of the work because then people feel recognized and people can start handling the polarity. And handling the polarity, I think it's very important to have this dialogue because you have very diverse people in your organization. And some, some like to be very much focused on the individual. Some like very much uh, having the overall collective and the overall rules. And you have very different personality. And they have their place in the organization. But what you want to do is also to learn from each other. And also to create a common culture where where people from both sides can learn from each other to also to create an, a, a, a style that um, that includes both these, 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 these aspects. And I call this in my book, the paradoxical dialogue. How are you going to um, steer your organization based on this dialogue? Yeah? Because um, we cannot prescribe all situations that will happen by all kinds of rules saying, uh, if this, then that people have to be autonomous and to have their make their make their own trade-off and you need to allow them making their trade-offs by learning from each other but also by setting clear boundaries what are the boundaries that you don't want to uh, cross uh, but within these boundaries you you can make you can you can move eh, between between being very empathic and very businesslike, etc., depending on the situation, depending on the client, depending on the project you're managing. So you're giving this freedom, but this freedom is not something purely individual. This is also something that you want to make collective and learn from each other. How other people in your team make these trade-offs. And that in that way, you can create a kind of consistency and a kind of um, overall uh, working together, uh, overall culture. But at the same time, giving also the freedom to people to make uh, autonomous uh, um, uh, trade-offs eh? but by prescribing everything in a top-down way.
1: Ivo, and when a leader sits together with the team and they figure out what are the main tensions, I assume you would recommend them to focus on their own circle of influence versus what is happening with the organization. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. I'm just going to create a little bit more light. Um, is it too too bright? Well, anyway, um, um, yes, of course, the, the circle of influence is of a crucial importance because often when I talk to organizations and say, well, what are the core polarities? Yes. That is the the board needs to be more this and that etc. But it is also it boils down to your your personal your personal competencies uh, your personal polarities. Um, and you can say, well, um, uh, uh, my colleague this and that. Huh? Uh, I, I, I'm I'm a hard worker and my colleague is uh, is quite lazy etc. That is a polarity at the level of of the relationship and often you cannot influence the other because the other is like he or she is but your polarity is how I'm going to deal with this person am I I going to confront him or her or am I going to ask nicely or or, or invest in the relationship that that is my polarity and and that is that is my conscience choice that I have to, to to make and often we try to uh, um, to work on the polarities of others but it's, it's, it, it starts with yourself and therefore I always start my workshops and uh, also my book with this personal aspect and we elaborated a lot about the personal aspect and, and that is where it starts because you as a leader or as a professional you take your own polarities to your work and you influence in that way your environment
1: that is very true this is such a good place to end the session before we do that Eva do you have anything else you would like to share anything you wanted me to ask you and I didn't
2: um, <laughs> good question um, no I hope I hope that that people have also enough uh, practical uh, tips and uh, maybe I, I something that that I Two practical tips i want to add maybe that is that is one is if you make decisions as a leader not only um, communicate about the end result but communicate about the process and also about the dilemmas you have uh, you have uh, encountered in in making this de- decision what are your trade-offs what are your your struggles because that makes it also transparent and more acceptable to others to see why you have chosen this way and not the other way and maybe you will choose that way in another in another in another situation that is one thing and the other thing is surround yourself also with people who are, willing and to able to contradict yourself because it's 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 not nice but anyway it will make you a better leader because giving uh, having a having people who have a, a quite different view that can be so complementary to your own and, and 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 let's say fill fill out the the blind spots that you have yourself so uh, these are two practical tips that i want to uh,
1: to give. Very good tips, Ivo. And uh, one last question from me, very quick one, and we will wrap up. It's just general question that I love to ask. In the last few mo- in the last few years, what were some aha moments, realizations you had that really changed the way you look at the world and the way you look at your life or the way you look at your life?
2: Oh, uh, that's a good one. Um... I am more and more convinced that uh, drive comes from the inside, and, and whatever it it whatever happens in the environment, it can help you, it can be an impediment, etc. But it doesn't matter. In the long run, uh, I believe in this subject, and uh, whether my book is an immediate success or not I believe in the marathon and I believe that um, uh, and, 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 and therefore I think that, that is that is that is my my insight um, uh, really having connection a bit with, with what you drive what, what what is your deep drive that gives you, the wings to to overcome all kind of uh, of uh, of uh, um, uh, disillusions or, or, or etc. So and anyway, it helped me to get where I am now because ten years ago I had a book that was a was a failure in Belgium and now I have a book that is internationally um, uh, distributed and. Um, so it's, um, and, and, and it is just not saying, okay, I want to write a book. No, it's a, a drive to do that. And, and you have to follow that that drive in one way or
1: another. I 100% agree with you. We actually have a program called the Master Plan where one of the things we focus on is helping clients identify what is that life's work that they would pay someone to do because they just cannot not do it. It's so important for them. And that is exactly what you found. And you're such a great example of it. If, where our listeners can learn more about you, get your books, and so on.
2: Where, where they can? Well, they they can find me in uh, on my website, uh, and that is paradoxical. Uh, what is it? Hyphen hyphen uh, leadership Maybe you can mention it uh, in uh, in uh, on on the website, and of course, the beautiful book I'm going to show here. Paradoxical Leadership, who is now uh, one month uh, uh, in, uh, well, all, all, everywhere available in the U.S. and in uh, all over the world.
1: I have a copy as well here.
2: Yeah. Very, uh,
1: very good. And I have it on that part about the the metaphor about the bus that I wanted to ask you. I
2: see.
1: Ivo, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I really appreciate you being here with us. And for everyone watching and listening, our guest again today have been Ivo Brugman. Some I just will spell your last name in case anyone is listening and trying to find your book. It is so the first name is I V O, and the last name is B-R-U-G-H-M-A-N. Yes. Check, out, check out Ivo's book. It's called Paradoxical Leadership. And I'll see you all next time.